We have a time and a place for MicroConf Europe 2022. It's going to be November 15th through the 17th at the Intercontinental in Malta. This will be a limited capacity event. It's going to be smaller than previous MicroConf Europe's due to a number of factors. So it's definitely something that if you want to go to Malta, to MicroConf Europe in November, you're going to want to head to microconf.com Europe for more details and to buy your ticket. In terms of speakers, I, of course, will be speaking per usual. And we have Guillaume Mubesh. He's the founder and CEO of Lemlist, which is a company that has bootstrapped to eight figures in ARR. Hope to see you in Malta, November 15th through the 17th. That's microconf.com slash Europe. Welcome back to the MicroConf podcast. I'm your host, Rob Walling, and today we have another MicroConf Tactics episode called Micro SaaS Products, Are They Actually Profitable? And our tactics episodes are usually audio pulled from our YouTube channel. And these are super tactical videos covering a really specific topic, usually ranging from about seven minutes up to maybe 15 minutes. And in this video, I talk through Micro SaaS Products. I give my definition of what I believe they are, because I don't think there's a generally agreed definition of what they are. And then I talk through the cost and the profitability potential of microsas products. So I hope you enjoy the episode. In this video, I look at microsas products and I answer the question, are they actually profitable? Stick around until the end where I'll talk about the place I would go to find almost endless inspiration for new microsas ideas. I'm Rob Walling. I'm a startup founder with multiple exits, author of three books about building startups, and an investor in more than 100 companies. To begin, I'd like to define micro SaaS, because if you're watching this video, you probably know that SaaS is software as a service. But micro SaaS is a little different. Micro SaaS is a little corner of the SaaS space. And there's a few factors that I use to define micro SaaS. I don't believe there's a generalized definition, but this is how I think about micro SaaS as someone who's been knee deep in the SaaS space for about 15 years. The first feature of micro SaaS is there's usually a small TAM or total addressable market. This means there are only so many customers who will ever use your product. You're, you're gonna have a growth ceiling and that's okay. That's the point of micro SaaS is that it's easy to get in, it's easy to start growing, and you're going to know that somewhere around five, twenty, thirty thousand dollars a month. You know, these are not million-dollar companies in terms of annual revenue. While that ceiling may sound like it's a bug, it's actually a feature. It means that super large companies that need to be able to build a business into, let's say, seven, eight, nine figures in order to dive in, they're going to stay far away from these markets, and so that leaves it to folks like yourself, bootstrapped and mostly bootstrapped founders who want to grow an incredible lifestyle business. Another way I think of micro SaaS is it's usually almost like a single feature more than a full piece of software. And the nice part about that is oftentimes they don't require a ton of maintenance because you can build the feature, folks get value out of it, you get paid, and that's it. Aside from fixing bugs and minor updates, you're not constantly in a feature race with a bunch of other competition. That's another element of micro SaaS is there usually isn't a ton of competition. It's not like building an email service provider or customer relationship management software where there are literally hundreds of other players. Sometimes you might be the only game in town because the space is so small or other times you might have one or two competitors, but it's not as competitive as these larger SaaS markets. Another element of micro SaaS is they usually, not always, but usually have a single organic marketing channel. So this is something like ranking high in Google, ranking 
ranking high in an app store like Shopify or the WordPress plugin repository, that's great because you don't have to spend all the time to invest in marketing, to try marketing approaches, and you don't have to spend all the money to market like a lot of fast growing SaaS companies do. In addition, most of the micro SaaS that I've seen really don't have employees. There might be a few freelancers or contractors that are around to help with development updates or to help with support or to help with just some minor things that come up. But you often don't need any full-time employees because again, the, the app itself is small, the footprint is small and the marketing kind of takes care of itself for the most part. I really do think of micro SaaS products as the essence of a lifestyle business. This is a business that you build that either gives you an amazing side income while you work a day job and it's not a ton of time to build or to maintain it, or it allows you to quit that day job and build an incredible lifestyle for yourself where you can seek that freedom and, and the purpose of having a company without having to deal with all the headaches of constantly growing and building and competition and shipping the next feature. You know, there's so much that goes in to building what I'll just call a, a normal SaaS or a standard high growth SaaS company that a micro SaaS makes easier on the founder if you really truly are in search of that lifestyle. So now that we understand what micro SaaS is, let's answer this question. Are they actually profitable? If we think about profit, it's the revenue you take in minus your expenses. Revenue is pretty obvious, right? Typically, you're going to have customers paying you for the service and they're getting value out of it. And even if your revenue is low, let's say it's 1,000 or 2,000 or 3,000, you have to compare that to what the expenses are. And so let's look at the three most common expenses for a micro SaaS app. Number one is your hosting or your infrastructure costs. SaaS apps require some type of hosting. Sometimes this is really inexpensive. Sometimes it's included in the marketplace that you're in. In most cases, hosting and infrastructure for a micro SaaS are gonna be relatively low. Obviously, if you're doing a lot of computation, you're doing something with machine learning or AI, those can creep up, but in general, they are gonna stay relatively low. The second expense can be marketing. As I said above, usually marketing is almost taken care of by organic rankings. And so it depends on how much time and or money you're investing in that when you think about expenses. So if, if you're ranking in Google naturally and you just can do minimal upkeep, then there won't be a ton of expense. But if you find that you have to put out new articles or optimize them, obviously you're either doing that yourself or you're paying people to do that. And lastly, freelancers are contractors that you bring in to do the work, to do email support, maybe to maintain the application if you're not a developer, to help out with marketing if that's something that you need to do. And it's a trade-off, right? If you're doing a thousand a month, then you're probably gonna be doing the work yourself. You're not gonna be bringing freelancers in. If you're doing $30,000 a month, you're probably thinking about hiring some folks to help out so you don't have to be answering every email that comes in asking for support. I ran an amazing lifestyle business called Hittail, and you might consider it a micro SaaS. It wasn't in a marketplace, but it did have pretty good SEO rankings and it grew to about $30,000 a month. And the expenses were in the two to $3,000 range. And so to answer this question, are micro SaaS companies profitable? The answer is an emphatic yes, they can be insanely profitable. Even when your revenue is low, if you keep those expenses low and you do the work yourself, as I said above, they can throw off a ton of profit. And while I said above that there is often a ceiling to micro SaaS companies, that negative comes with the benefit that they are insanely profitable and usually more profitable than standard SaaS companies where you have to hire a team and be constantly building out the platform. In just a second, I'll tell you about the place I would go to find almost endless inspiration for new micro SaaS ideas. But before that, if you enjoy this video, I would love it if you'd hit the like button and subscribe to the channel. We have amazing videos coming out every week. So if I were starting out today and wanting to build 
a microSAS. I would go to a link we're gonna include in the comments. It's at rocketgems.com, where he has listed 68 B2B SaaS marketplaces with opportunities for indie hackers, microconfers, bootstrappers, and folks looking to launch both micro SaaS businesses, but also wanting to get into what he calls a SaaS marketplace, which is where that takes the heavy lifting of the marketing away from you. And it makes it so you can focus on building essentially an add-on to an existing ecosystem. This almost perfectly fits the definition of micro SaaS that I've laid out in this video. So I hope you enjoyed it and I'll see you in the next one.